I wonder if you found yourself worried or anxious about anything this past week. Anxiety will look different depending on the person that it's manifesting itself in. Some will hide it. Some will wear their anxiety on their sleeve. But I think worry or anxiety is something that we all have to battle against because in one sense, the battle against anxiety or worry is part the other side of our fight for faith. So friends, as we seek to walk by faith, as we seek to bank our lives on the promises of God and act upon his word because we believe that God is faithful, we even as the people of God can fall under the, cruel, the cruelty of life's what-ifs. There's lots of what-ifs that can plague us. What if I don't pass this class? What if my friends don't like me? What if my kid gets caught up with the wrong crowd? What if I lose my job? What if my spouse leaves me? What if the doctor says there's no cure? What if? What if? What if? There's no end to the what-ifs of life. And if we allow these things to swirl around in our minds, the what-ifs of life can hold us hostage, chaining us to the ground with worry and fear and anxiety. But friends, the good news is that our God does not want us to live under the fear and tyranny of the what-if. With God as our shepherd, we are called to live in the confidence of the even-if, That even if the worst case scenario happens in our lives, our God is with us. God is in control. Our God can be trusted. We've been looking in our midweek devotionals at this idea of wisdom. And we've talked about how wisdom is the ability to live skillfully in God's world. We've noted how wisdom is not just knowing facts or information. Wisdom, as the Bible puts it, is rooted in in a relationship with God. Again, as Proverbs says, that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It's this reverence, this worship, this knowledge of God. So last week we had the chance uh, with Pastor Tony uh, to look at how we respond and what we respond with in our words in in, in the wisdom of Proverbs 15.1. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that devotional, let me encourage you at some point this week to do that. This week, what we want to do is to, to go back to the Psalms and to use the Psalms as a prayer guide, as God's hymn book to help us to sing the truths that we see about God as we seek to not only know how to navigate our way through this world, but to walk in this world in a heartfelt trust and relationship with Him. We, we come to God in the Psalms to strengthen our faith. And this morning, what we want to do is to look at Psalm 121 together. So let me encourage you to take out your Bible and to follow along, to carve out about 15 minutes of your day, and to try to free yourself as best you can from the distractions that are around you. Our plan uh, is to read and reflect and pray and to praise with God's Word in Psalm 121 as our guide. Again, we want to read God's Word, reflect on God's Word, pray God's Word, and praise God with His Word as our guide using Psalm 121. My hope and prayer is that as we do this, as we look at Psalm 121, that God would graciously move us from a place of fear or anxiety about the what if in life 
to the confidence that comes from knowing God as our help and ours our keeper. So let me begin by reading God's word to us. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. A song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Well, one of the reasons this psalm has a, a dear place in my heart is not only the ways that God has used it in my life. I can think of specific instances when I was anxious or fearful when God has used Psalm 121 to encourage me. But it's also a psalm that I try to pray over my kids every night as we go to bed. I will use the words of Psalm 121 to remind them and to, and to come to God and, and to seek his, his protection and also to seek the confidence that comes from trusting him. You'll notice in Psalm 121, the title of the psalm is A Song of Ascents. We went through the Song of Ascents together as a church earlier this year. Psalm 120 all the way to Psalm 134. Those 14 psalms are known as the Songs of Ascent. Most likely, the Hebrew pilgrims would travel three times a year to Jerusalem for worship festivals, and they would use the Songs of Ascent. Jerusalem, if you've ever been there, is one of the highest parts of Palestine. So the journey to Jerusalem would be a, a literal ascent. And that journey would often be a dangerous one. It would have slippery paths, deep valleys, loose rocks, wild animals, and thieves along the way. In other words, the journey to Jerusalem, this ascent into Jerusalem, had a lot of what-ifs. Lots of things that would, would, would create anxiety or fear left to themselves. But in Psalm 121, six times we're told, God keeps, God keeps, God keeps his people. In that sense, Psalm 121 was and is a reminder of God's protection, not only on this journey into Jerusalem for the Old Testament saints, but also for the people of God today. It's a reminder for those who trust in him, God is their keeper. Not only on this specific journey, but everywhere else in between as we walk with God. So, the psalm breaks into two main sections. Verses 1 through 2 is one section, and verses 3 through 8 make the other section. So, the first section, verses 1 and 2, remind us where our help comes from as the children of God. In short, our help comes from God, and specifically, we're told that God is the maker of heaven and earth. Our help comes from the one who made heaven and earth. The point is, is that as we look to where our help actually comes from, God, the creator and sustainer of the universe, it's meant to be confidence-inspiring, faith 
emboldening. Because if, if, if our help came from a, a weak source or an, an inconsistent source or, or, or a, 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 a source that lacked power or resources, then we would have reason to fear the what-ifs of life. But when we realize our help comes from God, who made the heavens and the earth, who sustains the heavens and the earth, well, that, that's confidence building. That whatever, what if we're facing, it doesn't need to be overwhelming for us. It does not need to be overwhelming for us because it's not too much for God who made the heavens and the earth. That's why we can say, even if, even if the worst thing happens to me, God is my help. God is my help. I need not fear. That's verses 1 through 2. But as, as you and I know, it's one thing to know that help is available it's quite another thing to actually rely on and trust that help. Maybe you've been let down by someone in the past. So, how can we know that God won't let us down? We want to trust someone like him, but how can we know he won't let us down? Well, in verses 3 through 8, the second section of Psalm 121, the psalmist gives us three simple reasons, three reminders why we can trust God. And each of these things focus our attention on who God is. So the first reason, in verses 3 through 4, it reminds us that God is the watchman who keeps us stable. We all need firm footing to stand upon so our feet don't slip as we walk or as we stand. And in uncertain times, we're looking for that, that rock to stand upon. And verses 3 and 4 remind us that that stability comes by looking to God. God never sleeps on a job. He never slumbers. We can be unconscious in our sleep, and he is still keeping us. He still keeps our feet firm. He is our rock, our keeper who keeps our feet from slipping. Second reason to trust God is in verses 5 and 6. The sun in the middle of a hot desert, dry desert, the sun can zap our energy. But God is our shade. And with God as our shade, he makes us strong. He keeps us strong. So whenever we're weak or weary, God being our shade is a reminder that we can come to him for refreshment. The third reason that we can trust God is found in verses 7 and 8. This is the last reason. We can trust God because finally he is our security. He promises to keep his people from all evil. Now, we have to be careful here. All evil does not mean that God promises us a pain-free or a problem-free existence. What it means, though, is that with God as our help, with God being our sovereign God, even the painful times that we go through, God will keep us from that evil in the sense that he will use those painful circumstances, not for our harm, but for our good. He will keep us from all evil in that sense. So, friends, we have so many reasons to trust God, and this psalm provides us with ample reasons uh, and reminders of that. So, we've read Psalm 121. We've reflected briefly on what the psalm is saying. What I want us to do now is to take some time to pause and to actually go to God and pray, to pray through Psalm 121. To use Psalm 121 as a springboard for our own prayer time this afternoon. So, if you would, wherever you're at, please join with me as I lead us in prayer using Psalm 121. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you 
We thank you that we can come to you today in prayer, confident that you hear us. That you give us a confidence not based on the fact that we are good, but a confidence based on the truth that Jesus, your Son, is our mediator. He is our priest who has opened the door, given us access into the Holy of Holies to come to you that you might be our help in the many things that we're facing today. And so, Lord, we come to you for that reason today, for help. There's so many things that we need help from you with today. So many things that can tempt us to worry or fear or anxiety. And so, Father, we praise you for being our help. And we pray that with the reminder from your word that you are our help, that you being the one who made the heavens and the earth and sustains all things, that knowing that truth and hearing that truth would actually vanquish all fear and transform anxiety into a confidence in our hearts today from looking to you knowing that you are capable and wise and loving and willing to help. Lord, may our fear of you be our confidence in the face of fearful circumstances. Father, for those of us who've become weary and feel like our feet are about to slip, we pray that you would keep us and prevent us from slipping. Slipping into sin or temptation. Slipping into fearful um, sinful fear or anger, slipping into hatred, slipping into doubt or assuming the worst about you. Lord, wherever we may feel like we're about to slip into, we pray that you would make our feet sure-footed like that of a deer that can run through a, a treacherous terrain and not slip and fall. God, keep our feet from slipping, we pray. Father, we also come to you in our weakness we ask that you would be the shade that strengthens us today. Lord, that you would be a place of refreshment to us. Oh, how we need refreshment. Lord, as we come to you in your word and read the scriptures, we pray that you would satisfy us with your love. We pray that you would not allow us to grow weary or faint. And if we are weary or faint, that we would remember that you do not grow weary or faint. Your understanding is unsearchable. Help us to, to wait on you. And as we put our hope in you, we pray that you would renew our strength such that we might mount up with wings like eagles, that we may run and not be weary, that we would walk and not faint, not because we are strong, but because you are strong, because you are our help, because you are our keeper. Finally, Father, we pray that you would keep us from all evil. As we go out today, as we come in today, Lord, be with us. Whether we see tragedy or triumph, we pray that you would use those things for good in our lives. Use those things that happen to us today and in the coming week, use them to bring honor to your name, to hallow your name. Lord, we pray that you would protect us from the evil one who would seek to discourage or deceive or distract us. Help us to, by your Spirit, put to death the sin that dwells within us. Keep us from all evil, we pray. Father, we love you. 
We praise you as our help and as our keeper today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, praise God that he is our help. Again, the title of our psalm, Psalm 121, reminds us that this is not just something to be read. It's a song, the song of a sense. And songs are not just meant to be read and reflected on and prayed, which we've done. They're also meant to be sung. And God gives us the ministry of music and the psalms to sing these truths into our hearts with the help of his spirit. So this past week, Jason Brown has recorded for us the song, Lord, Keep Me Day by Day. It's a wonderful song, a hymn that reminds us that, that, that similar to the way that the Hebrew people would ascend to Jerusalem and, and need God's help, we, as the people of God today, are exiles and strangers on a journey. We're on our way home to be with God. Our citizenship is not, in, is not primarily in, in this earth. Our citizenship, Philippians 3 says, is in heaven. And God will be with us. God will keep us on our journey, on our way to him. So let's not just read these truths and reflect on these truths and even pray these truths, as helpful as that is. Let's sing these truths. Let me encourage you to go to the church's YouTube page to listen to that song, and to actually sing it out loud, wherever you're at, no shame. Sing the song, Lord, Keep Me Day by Day. If you can't find that YouTube page, just also look at the link that is on our website or on this podcast, whatever way you're listening to this devotional, and and that link will then take you to the YouTube page. But take a a minute to listen to and sing uh, the song, Lord, Keep Me Day by Day, as a response to this truth.